Hello and welcome to this special bonus episode of Don't Call Us, We'll Call You, the auditions podcast. We are the show that takes you behind the audition room doors and shares with you the worst moments that happen in the casting room that you don't normally get to hear. My name is Christopher Bartlett-Wolford, I am your host and I've worked in the entertainment world for about 15 years now, both on and off stage, so I've got loads of audition disaster stories of my own. But I welcome onto the show people who have been in that audition room to share with you the best stories. And what more of a mishap can you get than a global pandemic banning the industry that you perform and work in? So this is a very special show. We headed down to Cadogan Hall a couple of weeks ago to celebrate graduates at Cadogan Hall. Uh, which is being produced by Amina Hamid Productions, The Grad Fest, and raising money for acting for others. A fantastic cause that you should all get behind. You can buy tickets to the three stream concerts that are starting uh, on the 26th of March 2021. All the information is in the show notes. It's a wonderful cause, and it features 40 graduates performing, most of them for the first time in a public setting, who get to show off their skills. And realistically, this is your first chance to meet the brand new generation of musical theatre talent in the UK. I was lucky enough to sit down with upwards of 35 of the graduates and the production team to talk about what it has been like in the last 12 months in the arts in the UK. How have they kept their mental health in check? How have they kept connected to their skill set and their industry? And how isolating on their own in many cases has really affected them uh, personally? We talk a lot about what's kept them inspired. And obviously, there are lots of audition stories. It's a really funny show. It's a little bit different to our normal show. So get yourself binging our, our other episodes as well with people like David Hunter, Matthew Crosby, Heba El Sheik, and loads more talent from the West End, Broadway and beyond. Enjoy the show. It's a really fun time and hopefully you'll get to meet the personalities behind the voices that you're about to watch in the concerts. First up, we speak to Kyle Birch, Lewis Snell, Mark Lockhart and Olivia Lallo about what's inspired them to keep going during the COVID-19 crisis, including hyping up the grad fest about how they've been so important, what it's been like transferring your classes onto Zoom and dealing with the mishaps that come with that, and also a little bit of Disney inspo. Enjoy! The Gradfest and Amina have made a fantastic thing here. And, and they really have. Gradfest in general have supported graduates with opportunities. So is that something that you've obviously, you've, you've been quite successful in, but you've enjoyed being part of? Yeah, 100%. I mean, for something that, unfortunately, the circumstances that it came in was during Corona, but look at what the Gradfest has grown to be. Mm. And it's given so many graduates so many opportunities, which is incredible. Yeah. yeah, it's we were saying earlier on. It, it's it's become a like a kind of club almost, like a lovely, yeah. a lovely not a private members club. Everyone is welcome, <laughs> but a really nice supportive community and hundred percent. That's not necessarily something that I think would have felt as as honest and open unless somewhere like the Gradfest or an online platform like the Gradfest existed. So exactly, I think, uh, Liam's done a, a brilliant job at that. Yeah, is there anything that you've learned that you think you'd like to pass on to them? Um. I think just get yourself stuck in in as many opportunities as you can. If things come about, just get involved. Apply. That's, yeah, my biggest thing. Apply for things. Many pies, many fingers. <laughs> I mean, that's just my life. It's nothing to do with career opportunities. It's like pie. <laughs> but it's one of those things I think I can only agree with is, the, however difficult some people might find it, mm-hmm. the more you put yourself out there at the moment and in a graduating sense of an online presence of the Gradfest the more opportunities you see that you think, oh, I'm just going to go for it. Exactly. It's, best, it's good practice as well. Yeah. And what also, have you got to lose? Well, nothing. No one's doing anything at the moment. Yeah. <laughs> we can't even go to the pub. 
What has been the biggest challenge, apart from having no industry, uh, to graduating during a pandemic for you, Lewis? You know what? The uncertainty of every, like just everything, whether it's financial issues, like it's just so stressful. And like, um, obviously, then like having no industry plays a part in that. But just like, I don't know. I don't want to be too controversial, but like, I don't feel like the government are listening, like to anyone's struggles. And um, like I come from a working class background and like the people that are struggling right now, whether like is just, well, they've always been struggling, but like, it's just such a struggle mm. there, especially in London, um, like the unemployment rates and the pool of jobs and like, it's just ridiculous. Yeah. It is ridiculous. It all piles on to the same people. And I think that's yeah. it. We are recording this before the budget was announced. So who knows what the hell's going to go yeah. on with that. Fingers crossed. <laughs> that Thursday. But yeah, I know what you mean. And that can, you know, that can really weigh heavy on people, can't mm, it? How, how do you think then that theatre is going to help people when we come back? You know what? I know I, I, I feel like a lot of people have probably said this, but it's such a light at the end of the tunnel. Mm-hmm. Like I know that when I walk into a theatre, that's two and a half hours of escapism. And just like, you know what? Just feeling really happy. And I am gagging to get back in the th- Like to be here this evening and just do this, like is taking my mind off everything. Yeah. And it's just so wonderful. It's been so joyous. Mm. To see so many of you come off stage. So listeners, I, I'm getting to talk to everyone after they come on stage and sing their song a couple of times, film it, come off stage. So I'm getting you straight off of that first taste of performing back. Yeah. And it's such a joy to see how happy you all are. Mm. And it clearly is such a big release of energy and, and is such a cathartic moment. Mm. I haven't sung since March the 14th last year because I can't bring myself to do it. So I, I really envy the fact that you guys are able to do this mm. at the moment because i'm just i'm not ready yeah i mean i i find singing as like such an escape like if i'm sad i'll sing if i'm happy i'll sing and i know that sounds really like cliche like oh see if i'm happy i'll sing if i'm sad i'll drink that's the problem <laughs> to be to be better <laughs> don't make me spit I'm out jo- water don't make me spit out water because i need not on the equipment nearly <laughs> 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 Oh, good Ooh. Lord. Oh, dear. <laughs> you guys, as, as a graduating year, have been so proactive. And I think that's such a testament to your resilience as a group of people. You know, everyone, whether it's a physics student, whether it's, um, you know, a performing arts student. But obviously, in the creative world, you've all made stuff. Mm. And I think the excuse for not making stuff has gone away because we've all got a lot of time. Yeah, there's a lot of people who haven't felt up to it. And that's yeah. 100% that's valid and, and absolutely fine. Mm-hmm. But those of you who've ever had that itch to say oh i could i could do a gig or something you've made it happen mm. and i love that so well done that's really thank impressive thank you just like your jacket yeah you can't see his jacket listeners it's absolutely banging honestly well you the, can if you buy a ticket to the show how have you found that kind of hiatus that you've had through necessity so for us uh we've actually i think we've at ram have been quite lucky to be honest um our uh, our school has been really quite, they've been trying really hard to support us, as I would say most drama schools are trying to anyway. Um, we've been quite lucky in that they've extended our year to the end of August, uh, or to the middle of August, to uh, to kind of make up for 
to make up for the kind of loss of time that this sort of two months we've had. We were supposed to start back in January, um, but now we're going back on to the uh, March 8th. So this period we've had a lot of Zoom classes and things like that, which has been fine. And like, you know, we thought it was going to be, a, you know, a couple of classes a week and it ended up being... <laughs> you know, full ah, days of Zoom. <laughs> yeah. Well, it was not even that. It's just like a full, like, five-day weeks of Zoom classes, which was have, challenging. Have you found it difficult then to keep social relationships up because you're kind of not spending that time in person with your friends in, in, in college? Have you still been able to have the kind of camaraderie that one would have in a student situation whilst you've been online? Um, has the chat been going wild? That's all we want oh, to know. The chat has been going wild. There's been a few... Wild conversations at that. <laughs> yeah, there was a few. There was a few. Save that. Yeah, okay. <laughs> there was a few. There was a few spicy moments over the over the over the oh. uh, over the few over those months. Zoom has fallen many an auditionary foul over the last couple of months, and mainly it's because. And we had a story on our show just the other day about this. Um, please remember to change your name after your comedy Zoom quiz with your friends because if you then meet somebody in an audition room, in a Zoom audition room, and you have some expletive in your name, uh, change it. <laughs> We've had a few stories sent in about that, so I hope that hasn't happened to you. <laughs> well, see, I feel like that's a bit rough for us, to be honest, because we have a, <laughs> because we have a, uh, a voice teacher called Lloyd um, who is absolutely amazing and is genuinely like one of my favorite people in the entire world but for her voice class on zoom she asked us to change our names to dj whatever you want Uh so there was like there were some and then like the next day we had a full mt company meeting with like the head of the year and all these people and like people were coming on with like Names that are probably best left unmentioned. <laughs> I haven't got a bleep button. I forgot. Yeah. Bleep button. <laughs> but that's it. That's that's a you are casualties of technology, unfortunately, in that one. But yeah. as long as you can see the funny side of it, that's yeah. why our whole show exists. Why did you pick a song that was traditionally sung by a man? Then? Because. I fancy doing a bit of Disney. I thought you were going to say I fancied Hercules. I fancied Hercules, to be fair. Everybody does. <laughs> you fancied some Disney. Yeah, I fancied some Disney. And the Disney songs I know are obviously quite conventional, the female ones. And I thought, I kind of want to do something different. And I heard Eva Nobelzada sing it in, like I think it was like a miscast thing. Yeah. On, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I was like, why don't I do that? And I was like, I'll give it a go. And I, I've never actually sung it, like in front of people or anything like that before. Well, you still haven't. There was no one in the auditorium. Very there? true. <laughs> Very true. So I still haven't, I guess. Um, but no, it, I thought I'd give it a go. Good choice. I really like it. It's, and I love it's the song. A beautiful song. Is a Disney show something that you see in your future then after now graduating? It's definitely a dream. Like I would love, love, love to be in a Disney show. I've, I've always loved it. And you know when you just like, I'd, I'd, if I was ever cast in a Disney show, you know when you just have, you'd, I'd have a moment and I'd be like, I really yeah. I would just be content with life. <laughs> I really would. That's, du- that's that done. Uh, okay. <laughs> yeah. So when you audition then, as we are an auditions podcast, are you excited to be able to take some Disney into the room? Or are you looking forward to maybe some more contemporary musical theatre material? Yeah, I, I definitely, I love contemporary musical theatre. Like, I love listening to like musical theatre album, you know, like written by like, well, like Joey Contreras and things like that. Like, I love all that stuff. So I'd love to like take things like that into the room and, Obviously, it depends what I'm auditioning for, but um, 
Yeah. Ah, I'll take it anyway. <laughs> take ah, it anyway. Fine. Why not? After this last year, no one's going to care. <laughs> just say, just get they in there and say. absolutely will. That is a disclaimer. They absolutely <laughs> will. <laughs> Next up, we spoke to Amelia Atherton, Abel Law, Aisha Patel, and Nathan Shaw about what it's really like to train in, in your kitchen. <laughs> How people simply don't quite understand how it's been for education facilities to have to close to their student body how it's all right to stop and not do anything and create during all this and also we heap a whole ton of praise on sam the musical director um how has it been the last year or so then for you um anything that you think works that you think other people should try to keep yourself motivated Ooh, so we actually were meant to do our showcase the day where um, it got announced that all the theatres were closing. So mm-hmm. we never got to do showcase, which was, I think that was like a big, scary thing at the time. But then what I've learned from that is that there's so many ways to sort of get, try and get yourself out there. Like you sort of, if you take the reins and you film loads of videos of yourself and, but don't, try and compare yourself to what anyone else is doing at the same time. I think that's one of the biggest downfalls, especially in this lockdown. It's so easy because you're seeing people all over social media and things like that. And if you need to take a break, take a break. And if you're feeling productive one day, be productive. I think that's the thing that has sort of I've learned, that I can't speak, that, (laughs) that I've learned is that you have to go at your own pace and don't compare yourself no matter how hard that, can really be it's refreshing hearing you say that already because it's one of the things that i've said for months and months and months and just talking about a personal thing there's i went four or five months without using social media and then i started the podcast and have to <laughs> but i like we've crossed paths online i've said hello on social media and all that but you're exactly right i still haven't seen you go crazy on it but it's nice to see people posting when they feel like it and i think it's it's such an accurate thing to say that you can feel pressured into doing something because you see your peers doing it. Yeah. And it's, that's not healthy at all. I saw someone today do a tweet, funnily enough, on social media, and it said, um, just because you're not posting it, mm-hmm. it doesn't mean you're not doing it. Yeah. And I was like, oh my gosh, that is it. Like, sometimes I feel like I'm not doing anything. I'm like, no one knows. No one else knows what I've been doing. And that's fine because I know. Yeah. You're surviving as well. That is a big part of it. Oh you're, my God, yeah. You know, you're just keeping your head above water and keeping going. And that's more important than posting another cover of something for the last five years. <laughs> to Abel Law, I think, is my favourite name so far. <laughs> Thank you so much. I, I genuinely want you to be a cop in a drama. Yeah, yeah. I've gotten that a lot. I it's did brilliant. law as my you undergrad. You did law as well. Yeah. <laughs> I wrote Abel. that in my personal statement. I said it was written in my names, it's written in the stars. I have to get into this course. <laughs> and UCL took me. UCL believed it. You are, you are putting it on a plate for the, the writer <laughs> course, in my always, head. Always. Brilliant. How was it singing here today then? Oh, it was great. I think I, I haven't been on a stage since... Well, since the start of this corona times i think so it's really really good to be singing back on stage i will be doing one night only from <gasps> dream girl come on <laughs> so hopefully we are into that um yeah i, I, I had a yeah. really really good time i couldn't hear it that's the thing oh. i don't know what you guys are singing i got the monitor here but i had to turn it down because i can't yeah because of- <laughs> <laughs> you singing one night only in the back of me talking don't to worry. amelia you can watch it if you we gotta buy that ticket. Serious. Gotta get that concert. Plug, 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 <laughs> plug, 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 plug. <laughs> Obviously, you're still training. Yeah. How has it been watching the graduate year? 
just be and not having anything to go kind of Ooh. knowing in the back of your mind that you're now going to get caught up in that as well and the industry still won't be back to normal has that played on your mind as yeah a year? definitely 100% because I think unlike normal years where you have a graduating class and then they all go out into the industry whilst the current training class trains and then there's like a staggering in how many people enter I think now everybody wants a piece of that pie everybody's like trying to get <laughs> Able, every- everyone wants the pie every year yeah. anyway. <laughs> but now it's even like everybody's hungry for the, it the pie is saturated in, in I want see. I think I, I think I think I think now there is definitely pretty saturated so are you looking forward to a time then when you can eventually pull yourself into the industry when you finish training 100% I'm like 100% are you are you looking at it from a stronger perspective now so that because you've been able to see kind of what's happened through all this know that you're going back to training in a couple of days Mm -hmm. and then finally when that's all over you think you kind of come out stronger than it if you work up graduating a little bit before I think most definitely I think what's what was definitely a driving force was it became extremely, extremely clear how other people, like the, what the perception of our industry is, because people would think that, oh, you know, we can do other things. We can just train and, and, and you know, do other jobs during these times. I yeah, think. but most of those jobs are hospitality, yeah. bars yeah. or restaurants. Yeah. So guess what? It ain't happening. <laughs> yeah, so I, just, I think it's, it really, really sh- op- like showed me that, People just really don't get it. I no. think they really don't get it. I think it's evident now more than ever, which makes me want to do this even more to yeah. make people get it. I think, I think you win the, the prize for sparkliest concert dress. <laughs> Thank you. I, <laughs> so we, we met before you performed, but I, as I helped you with your COVID test, COVID <laughs> test. <laughs> but I've been watching you on the monitor and I was like, that dress, that's a sparkle. I that love is... some sparkles, me. <laughs> I, I couldn't tell. <laughs> keep it secret. It was so fun on the tube this morning. Really just sparkles. But... When, when my wife and I got married, we realised after the wedding, we hadn't sorted out a mode of transport home. Mm. So in our full wedding regalia, including her wedding dress, we got an Uber. <laughs> I that, oh my God. <laughs> an Uber from Greenwich to Woolwich. <laughs> and he, he looked at us like we were insane. <laughs> getting in the, in the boot, all these presents and getting Jess in the car in a beautiful dress. Both absolutely hammered by this point as well. And <laughs> it just looked absolutely mental. You've got to romanticise your life. That's what it is. Well, that was what the wedding was for, I think. <laughs> How have you found moving online and having a bit of a hiatus in your training then if you're in your third year? Has it been easy to take? Did you adapt well? Did the year find it hard? Tell us a little bit about that. It's definitely been not when you go to drama school how you imagine your three years of training would turn out to be. Because um, you're suddenly going from dancing in studios and singing with live accompanists. Like, oh my gosh, I've missed that so much. <laughs> and to, to karaoke backing to, tracks. To karaoke backing tracks that you find on YouTube or swindle <laughs> somewhere on a website. And um, being in your bedroom with your parents next door. So it's definitely been a massive... Or you're catwalking it in classes. But <laughs> <laughs> which has definitely been surreal to say the least because but then on the bright side it gave my family an insight to what I would be doing when I'm not at home that's a good like, point isn't it mm. I've not thought of that people got- actually get to see how much effort it takes to train mm. for our industry that's a really good Absolutely. point they have, like, we had no idea like we knew you worked hard we had no idea quite exactly 
when we're not spending like five hours in the kitchen doing like ballet, they'll be like, we had no idea. Oh, I just spend five hours in the kitchen nowadays. (laughs) Nothing to do with ballet anymore. To be fair, we love the kitchen. (laughs) (laughs) If if that's where the coffee machine is, that's where I'm living. Right. (laughs) <laughs> also known as my office now <laughs> oh, no. to be fair the amount of coffee that I drank when we turned to online learning was horrendous like I'll be sitting there in classes with a cup of coffee and that's just not the energy shaking. we need <laughs> shaking I'm shaking in like voice class like Whoo. can you turn the vibrato off please no I can't I can't it's the coffee <laughs> <laughs> what's been what's been something that surprised you about moving to online as a, as a year then is there anything that's really stood out as I didn't expect that to work so well or mm. I didn't expect to benefit from that as much that maybe you wouldn't have if it was in person. Is there anything that's been a benefit that way? I think in a way, um, self-tapes, we got used to, so a lot of the work we would have to do, we'd have to film ourselves and then send to our teachers and our tutors. And I think I'll be recording myself singing all the time for my singing lessons because singing on Zoom just isn't the one <laughs> and um, <laughs> for the levels. So um to record myself singing, getting used to watching myself back and watching myself singing and being like, oh, okay, these are things that are good and these are things that aren't so. <laughs> and it makes you feel less like, oh, I hate listening to myself back. And I mean, I don't know many people who love it, but... Um, no, I don't I, listen I, to this I, podcast. I just press send and it goes out to the ether. <laughs> but um, I think it's got help to get me used to that. And also, in a way, getting used to like the technical, like how to make a self-tape, because I think a lot of that could be used for, in the future so um it's it's we've said this time and time again in our show because we get a lot of self-tape stories sent in mm. when i mean when i trained i can only talk about my personal experience i'd never heard the word self-tape before because mm. they just didn't exist it wasn't an option certainly for theater maybe for tv every now and again mm. it would be but for theater it wasn't a thing that happened so that's a really useful thing that's come from it let's put some praise on sam the md oh my goodness absolutely the bloke's a genius just genius non-stop on that piano yesterday all day for like over 12 hours yeah he's an absolute machine and is one of the brightest stars in the musical theater scene at the moment and when now i only found this out yesterday when i got home and saw on twitter that he'd pianized pianoized not sure. On piano, he started playing UK Hun oh, from RuPaul's Drag Race. What a bop. I missed it because I've got the volume turned off on this bloody monitor. <laughs> I want to hear on. that. <laughs> I might get him just to record it as the soundtrack for this, I think. I- uh, see if Dixon on the desk <laughs> can record <laughs> Sam's UK Hun piano instrumental backing track. Grads and then we'll have yeah, <laughs> the Grads at Cad official cover of UK Hun with piano jazz. I like it. <laughs> And then pity the child in the second. And they'll go, oh, this is not, not what I tuned in for, is it? <laughs> so how have you found it since leaving PPA? Um, I mean, it's been great. I was lucky enough that I got to do a show last year with the Grad Fest. I got to do Next Thing You Know. So that was amazing. Um, but yeah, it's been crazy. I work in a COVID test centre. So I'm a supervisor well there. Well done. Um, and yeah, it's fine. It's fine. Like... Yeah, it's one of those things that you just have to sort of plod on through. And uh, I'm just sort of just hoping out now, just holding out, holding out hope and hoping that it all is over on June the 21st. Oh, it's a carrot on a stick. It's not going to be June 21st. It's not, is it? It's going to be June 21st, 2023. That's what he hasn't told everybody. (laughs) I know. The dates. Yeah, yeah. Oh, to all of our listeners overseas who are not listening in the UK. It's not great here, guys. It's not, no. it's not great. It's really not. I, I see photos of people in America and stuff and I'm like, oh God, I just want to, like, like they're, they're just living the dream over there. And I mean, well, I well, 
Yeah. <laughs> it seems that way anyway, doesn't well, it? <laughs> until, I think until Broadway's back, I don't think we can say that everything's gone back to normal. Exactly, Unless yeah. it's going to be a while. Yes, just a little bit. <laughs> if you haven't checked out our first of the two bonus episodes that we recorded at Cadogan Hall with the graduate performers, then make sure you do. It's on our podcast feed, on your podcast platform of choice. But to wrap up our talks with the performers, we weren't sadly weren't able to talk to all of the performers due to time constraints. But we managed to catch up with Ben Joyce, Beth Mabin, BBJ, Cassie McCluskey, Charlotte Jones, Curtis Patrick and Darcy Finden about exactly how it has been in the pandemic. Certainly when it comes to drama schools adapting and providing support, what it's been like losing your mojo and getting it back and supporting your mental health and the love-hate relationship with a self-tape. I haven't asked you yet, but where are you from? I'm from Swansea. Swan, I'm so sorry to hear that. Never mind. <laughs> I'm a Barry boy. No one ever knows. No one ever knows because I don't have an accent. That's the yeah, thing. Yeah, no, I would have picked it up otherwise. Got rid of that much too quick. But... <laughs> <laughs> I've told myself I can't get rid of mine. <laughs> no, don't keep it. Keep it. If you can turn it off, that's fine. Yeah. For everyday life, and then <laughs> yeah, <sure. laughs> I was lucky enough to actually hear you sing, so it was great. So I don't even have to ask you how it went. I know it was great. Oh, thank you. Are you excited to be back in the room whenever that happens? In the room where yes. it happens? Or are you going to miss the days of screen time? Um, I'm excited to get back to a bit of normality in, in, in the room auditions and stuff. But I have actually really enjoyed the experience of doing some self-tapes. Um, gets you ready for doing TV stuff as well. Um, so I think it has been helpful, obviously, but there's it, nothing like being in the buzz of an audition room. Is it, is it something then that you think you've benefited from having that access to self-tape? Obviously a necessity, but the access yeah. to self-tape testing, not testing, yeah, yeah. training, that's the word. Yeah. No, I think definitely now, if I have to come back to it, like I, I will, um, but when I come back to it, it's, it'll be a piece of cake, I think, compared to being thrown in front of a camera uh, without any experience, whereas now it's all I really know. I've said, so, I've said this so many times. I I don't think self tape existed as a phrase when I was training. Yeah, it was a little yeah. thirteen years ago now, so it was a while ago. But it's something that it's obviously technology moves yeah. along, and hopefully auditions in the future self tapes will be implemented where they can mm-hmm. maybe you know environmentally save a few yeah. people traveling to an audition, especially if like they're seeing first more round first round. First round, that'd be nice. Oh, it'd be lovely once you be able to take take round. five attempts at singing a song <laughs> yeah. as opposed to well, one that's in the a room thing as well. Um, I, I feel like you, I, it is a slight cheat, I guess, but you have so many takes to get your best possible take. How are you going to adapt to being back in the room again and know that, okay, well, I do only have one time now. Yeah. How are you going to make that difference between it and what are you going to utilize as a, a skill to kind of go, right, this is my one time to do it? Mm. Uh, I definitely think, and it's easy enough to just say, but I definitely think I'll just have the mindset of, how much have we missed and yeah. how much have I looked forward to this opportunity and just to have a good time. I think going in there and taking in all the, um, the atmosphere of the room of actually being in a room with people. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah, I think just having that out of the back of your head, just I'm going to enjoy doing it because for a long time we weren't allowed to do it. So oh, there you go. Yeah. How do you feel looking at the the group now that have had to postpone their training and they're just about to go back? Are you 
Oh. Are you going to be there for them and support them? Obviously, <laughs> you've yeah, been dangled I mean, into the world that doesn't exist at the moment. Yeah, I'm. I'm so Ram are an incredible drama school. They um were they did their very best for us. Obviously, we were graduating in diff- different times, similar times, slightly, different, slightly yeah. different. You know, we were very much the end was not in sight. Um, so I think for these guys, they're definitely um they've they've lucked out in a way that they they should be getting their last term which is fantastic but also i just really feel for them because they're training you know dance classes on zoom it's hard (laughs) (laughs) look for me dance classes in person were more i won't worry about that (laughs) in the college i went to there starts a red group for those who are dancers and a blue group for those who are movers and enthusiastic and i started in the red group rapidly went to the blue group so i'm absolutely fine with that How has the college supported you then when you've been graduated and in in all this, how has the college been there for you mm. since you graduated? Yeah, so I mean the college um, did their very best to give us a show and they, they kind of adapted what would have been our final show into films. So we did seven films and, and there was kind of like a film festival um, but obviously, you know, it's not the same. And especially for me, who absolutely adores theatre, it was it was kind of like a bit hard to be like, this is how I'm graduating. It's no, there's no physical closure on it, is there? There's no closure. And yeah, it, it just genuinely like just makes me sad to think that we won't ever have that. It's, I'm really <laughs> impressed with everybody's song choices for these concerts. Yeah. Because I don't know what everybody is singing. And I have seen a few and then people come in they're like and I'm singing this and I'm like well, well I did not expect you to sing that <laughs> we've had some jazz we've had musical theatre nice. we've had some old like classical stuff we've had some new comedy mm-hmm. stuff I love it this is my kind of show and a good programme <laughs> so LSMT how yeah. was it because LSMT explain to our listeners what happened you were going to do your showcase and then yeah so we were heading into our finalish term at college when lockdown hit um, so we all had to disperse, go home. People travelled back to their own countries and stuff as well because we have a oh, range. Oh, pe- people went back yeah. overseas as well. Yeah, we have a range of uh, students from everywhere, really. Wow, I didn't realise they'd gone home home. Yeah, a couple people. Um, and we did eventually do some Zoom stuff. They were trying to hold out for us. Our gorgeous principal, Adrian Jekylls, <laughs> legend. Um, he was desperate to get us back in the room. And even if that meant him giving up his own summer break, um, and they ended up actually um, pushing back the start of the next year group. They still haven't started. They're about to start when they're able to. Um, But we finished eventually in December. So we took their first part of the year away from them. So really we got an extra (laughs) half, which is quite nice. And how did you keep yourself busy? If you did during the the extended break obviously we we preach how much it's healthy to not do anything as well Mm. but did you keep yourself going did you find classes to do in your own time were you filming any content for socials or anything how did you keep going um well initially I didn't actually do that much perfect um I just (laughs) sit in your pants play FIFA and that's it yeah I took it as a bit of a summer holiday (laughs) I was like wow we'll only be a couple weeks so make the most of my break um and then obviously it kept going um so started to try and do a few hit workouts and stuff and then we got our zoom classes through from lsmt so managed to get going with them again um but i felt quite uninspired for most of lockdown until about september really when we started up at lsmt we were able to go back and 
I suddenly felt so much more creative and so much more inspired by everything because I didn't realize how much I'd missed it all. And I'd missed that joy that you get from performing or listening to other people perform or yeah. watching things. I think that's really interesting that you've said that. Yeah. And, and it's good to admit that we've been uninspired to a certain point because that's where that's why we train as performers we train because we want to be in the room on the stage with other people feeling their energy hearing their noise hearing their their beautiful tones and when you're singing to a camera again and again and again in a in a you know studio setting or you know obviously it's a big concert hall Mm. today so your voice can (laughs) resonate around when you're in your kitchen with an iphone balanced on three cookery books and a mixing bowl it's very difficult to have have that energy so it's really i'm really happy to hear that it was when you had your people back yeah (laughs) when your crew came back yeah got my gang (laughs) but the thing is it's such a tight knit because a a course like lsmt or even at the mta it's such an intense it's such an intense year or two years in that case Mm. that you really do bond a lot quicker and a lot closer with people because you have to yeah it's just at breakneck speed. So to have that pause in what otherwise would have been pretty much a full out 11 months or whatever it is, mm-hmm. it's unusual for a course like that. Yeah, they so, really do feel like my family. I know it's cheesy. Everyone says it. It's just true. It's, it's so true. <laughs> it's so true. How have you found it then? Training and graduating and getting ready to move into the world mm-hmm. in this. How have you kept connected to it all Mm -hmm. well I had a very unique musical theatre journey really because I didn't do it much through my childhood and so much so that when I did audition at 18 I was so far behind that I did two foundation courses so I took a lot of rejection did foundation courses at various schools which I think massively prepared me for everything that's gone on with COVID-19 I feel like it's what doesn't kill you makes you stronger and we've just come fighting back which so has everyone else but yeah it hasn't been luckily I've managed to keep throwing myself into things there's been so many amazing opportunities like this um and every time I saw an opportunity I just send an audition tape off just to see how it goes and I was quite lucky that I got to do quite a few things so so obviously then talking obviously we are a podcast about auditions so mm-hmm. talking about having done two foundations and then training at mm-hmm. Mount View how did you find the audition process for colleges and a secondary question how do you think it could be improved oh okay okay so at first I was awful at it and I feel like I had to almost learn it like it was a game and I needed to learn how to play it almost so I had some like bad auditions at the start but then by my third year I thought I know what I'm doing I know I can go in and like ace this kind of thing Mm -hmm. um so I guess the way it could maybe be changed is I don't really feel like it should be like that. There shouldn't be a game almost that you need to tick boxes. 100%. Um, I, I knew that it was down to, as well, not just talent, it was down to how I presented myself. And I am actually more of a shy person, but I knew I had to put on an act. So for my auditions, I did put on a full act that's not really me. And I think you should be able to go in and just be you and still express yourself and show your talent. But you get missed if you do that. You just get overlooked. It's it's a very intense time auditioning mm-hmm. for a drama school. So if there's anyone listening, um, I know our TikTok audience are a lot of theatre <laughs> audi- theater school auditionees. So this yeah. is for them. It's a really intense moment in a, mm-hmm. a potential drama school graduate or a trainee's life mm-hmm. because it is a bit full on. So it everything is. you've just described, I think there'll be so many people listening that really kind of go, oh my God, yes. Mm-hmm. 
but you shouldn't have to look a certain way because mm-hmm. everyone looks different. Yeah. Everybody is different. Mm-hmm. And then the way, if you get to be yourself a bit more in auditions like that to institutions that are going to train you how to be a professional performer, you're going to be able to get different people because they don't have to put on so much of an act. So exactly. it's, it's, I'm happy to hear you say that that's something you think, as someone who's been through it mm-hmm. a few times, you acknowledge that that needs to change. That's, yeah, that's good. 100%, yeah. How, how has it been then? Because obviously you, you've graduated a little while ago now and has the college made sure they're still there for you? Have you always had the support of other people as well? Yeah, I mean, it has, it has been, it's been hard. Like our show got cancelled. Um, obviously we didn't get a showcase either. That got cancelled as well. Um, so we did, they carried, so we were meant to stop training at like mid-April time. So they was like, okay, we'll put some classes on for you if you want to come and keep like keep going until like the end of the school academic year sort of thing. So they kept all the Zoom classes on for us. They tried to give us as many, still as many technique classes as they could over Zoom. Um, they also did for sort of like a showcase replacement sort of thing. We did, they created tracks for us so we could have three songs they created tracks for us and um, which then we sung we sent it off and they edited it all for us and oh that's good mixed it and different things so at least we had something that we could send to agents if people didn't have agents already from the but agent day there's even there's even people though who have had a showcase that don't have that kind of thing from their college so that's yeah. a really good example of how a meal exactly. can support their students in a situation like this and i think the important thing to remember is colleges and you know drama places and, and universities it's not even anything nah. primary schools they are adapting on the fly yeah literally. So that's a really easy and very simple but effective way yeah. that they can adapt so that's and, impressive yeah i think it was hard at first because no obviously no one knew what they were doing at, in april like oh no, no one, one knows what they're doing anyway <laughs> still a spoiler year alert yeah. <laughs> a year later, still oh, no, no one t- i'm not even talking about the pandemic just in normal times <laughs> no one knows what they're doing it's all it's all a joy right <laughs> So I think it was just, it was sort of like getting used to it and things. And obviously we had to write our dissertation as well as going, doing to lessons. So I think that was, that was hard, but they obviously supported us as best as they could. So you're our first Erdang grad that uh, we're talking to in, in these two special episodes. So how have Erdang been during all this? How have you felt that you've been supported in a way that you maybe wouldn't have had there not been a global pandemic? Yeah, yeah. I mean, in it, because uh, I'm a 2020 grad, so we were the ones that literally just got cut off straight mm-hmm. away, which was like, I feel like it, at the minute, it's not easier, but they know they, ha- they have a game plan. Whereas once, as soon as it happened with us, it was like, no, nah, you're going home for a month and we don't really know what is going Everyone on. Everyone thought it would be a couple of weeks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A couple of weeks turns into August. <laughs> it turned, turned into now March again. <laughs> so how did you keep yourself and your fellow students and your fellow grads kind of in tune with everything and how did you feel kind of that you connected in that time that you were potentially not gonna see each other again or not finish your training yeah it it was quite difficult because already Erdang's years are massive like they let in a lot of people a lot of people (laughs) let in (laughs) (laughs) open the doors see who comes in in. No, but it's already it's hard to like know everybody. So then cut everyone off just as they're about to graduate. It was like we still haven't got our grab ball. It's just it's really annoying. But Erdine have been great through everything. Through like the beginning of the pandemic, it was straight away drafting up like 
online timetable that you can do, do your bar in the kitchen, kicking your dog types things. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> not intentionally. Not, inten- not no, intentionally. Not intentionally. No, 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 no. Just the once and see what... <laughs> How, how have you found then that you've benefited from doing stuff online? Is there something that you think, actually, that's really helped me in a way that it wouldn't have if I hadn't had that on-screen opportunity and been able to do yeah. it in person? Is there anything that you think you've actually gained from doing anything online? I think, personally, it's been giving myself a kick up, a back, up the backside. when, like, I'm, I, no, I no longer just expect things to fall into my lap. I, I know how hard you have to work, and I feel like graduates, normal graduates, if you were to graduate into a normal world, um, you, you almost have a sense of untouchable as soon as you leave because you've been like the, the top tier throughout your time at that drama school. But now it's kind of just made you go, right, I'm really going to have to work for this. And it makes you appreciate everything so much more, mm-hmm. I think. That's a really good point to make, I think. That's a really interesting thing to hear, actually, from a graduate's mm-hmm. mouth. It's something that maybe isn't acknowledged. There is, there is a sense of right, well, I, I've done three years now, I'm ready. Yeah. Well, actually, all you're doing is just unlocking the door to the rest to of the into, world. And this is what I mean. You're up against auditions with your teachers who have been in the... <laughs> That's a very, very good point. <laughs> that is a very good point. for years. So I feel like it's 100%. I'm so grateful for the almost taking fate into my own hands or doing what I need to do to do what I want to do. Hello, my name is Darcy Vinden, and uh, today I sang Natalia from Preludes. Ooh. Mm, I know. It, honestly, every single person that we've spoken to has surprised me with their choices. And really? I, I do have them on a sheet, but I deliberately didn't like know what people are singing. Uh-huh. Didn't research beforehand. I didn't, I didn't read up on what you were singing beforehand, because I wanted to be surprised if I heard you. Yeah. But it, your choices have been brilliant. It's a really inventive concert, or three concerts, I should say. Uh-huh. So yeah, it's, uh, did you enjoy singing it on the stage out there? Yeah. For it's such sure. a basic question, that, isn't it? Do you enjoy singing it? But <laughs> what I mean is, there's no audience there. So whilst it's, you're able to finally perform in person, yeah. we kind of feel like we're almost in like a halfway house. For sure. I think it did feel like that a little bit. I think it's the thing of like a lot of the time when you are on stage, you can kind of gauge the, like how you're doing like the rea- from the reaction of like the audience. You kind of get that vibe mm. from them but it's literally just like nothing in front of you so you're kind of just like well I hope I'm doing okay <laughs> it sounds like a fever dream for me that's the problem <laughs> yeah. this is the kind of thing that I wake up sweating at I'm at a concert and no one's watching me yeah but actually that's the best you can do at the moment is not have an audience yeah <laughs> and then yeah true you can be sat at home with a glass of wine in your pajamas just knowing that you filmed it while everyone else is watching yeah. you so that, or maybe that's more anxious. I feel like that's gonna be so strange because rarely as like a an actor do you get to watch yourself back in such close kind of proximity like you know you, you're never filmed it's all live all the time so that's going to be really strange to be like oh that's what I look like when I'm singing that song are you looking forward to then finally having an audience when you perform oh that? absolutely <laughs> I feel like <laughs> especially for me my main love is that final part to the like final kind of puzzle piece where you actually perform right at the end so fine the rehearsal process is absolutely amazing putting it all together is such an amazing process but like nothing beats that final little piece of like going on stage and having an audience and I just am like craving that I think so thinking Um, thinking over to auditions obviously that we are an audition show yeah is that the same for auditions or are you looking forward to carrying on on zoom for a little while (laughs) um no I, I think I am looking forward to having them in the room for sure, because it is just that human interaction that I just kind of 
I think lots of people do, but I just crave it. Like I, I want to know, I want to read the person in front of me and see what they think about what I'm doing. And I think that's so important. Um, and it just ups the stakes a little bit, doesn't it? And I Ooh. always just perform better when the stakes are higher. I feel like if there's someone live, you're going to perform Knowing better. that you've only got a bit like Eminem. You've got one shot, one yeah, opportunity. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Quoted 8 Mile in a theatre podcast. This 8 Mile the musical. Yeah. Know, that's not a bad idea. The, yeah. Im- the immersive show, 8 Mile. <laughs> <laughs> so that concludes our chat with the performers of Graduates at Cadogan Hall. Sadly, wasn't able to talk to every single performer, like I said, but we'll make sure we get those uh, in into the show in some form in the future because I know that they were eager to tell us their audition stories. What a lovely group of people. Obviously an incredibly talented cast that the production team have put together for these concerts, but such a joyous, passionate, diverse and engaging group of performers to talk to. As, as my first interaction with actual humans in a completely COVID-safe environment over the last year, I thank every single one of them for being honest about how it's been and hopefully we will be able to put a bit more of a personal touch on how they have coped with the last year and applause to their drama schools and education bodies as well for adapting so well. There wasn't a negative word said in all of our meetings and interviews. So hats off to you guys for doing so well and looking after your students as well. Now, we also managed to catch up with Liam and Alice from the Gradfest and Amina, the co-producer of the show, on Zoom last week to talk to them about what their work has meant to the grads, how important it is, and why you should uh, watch the shows. Also, a couple of audition nightmares. Um, I mean, the Gradfest started from a two-week virtual fringe festival, um, which was set up um, by myself and Alice um, back in... March? We never know. We get asked this every time and we'd never know the month. It would be so easy for us to look it up, but we never do. So we just go with March and hope for the best. <laughs> yeah, when the first lockdown was. Um, and then that happened in June, um, towards the end of June into July. Um, and then we formed the Grad Fest in July. Um, and we started our first in-person event, which was the reunion at um, the Royal Victoria Patriotic Building in Wandsworth, um, which is a beautiful outdoor space. Um, and we watched graduates perform and everyone kind of came together and spoke about their experiences and things like that. And then we kind of went from there. And it, yeah, I mean, the, Alice, I don't know whether you have anything else. somehow... I don't want to say somehow that's putting a down on us, but the demand just kept going and people were saying, oh, maybe we could do this type of event or oh, I didn't perform this time, but I'd love to get involved with something else next time. So naturally, I mean, there's always going to be theatre graduates, right? So luckily for us, we've always got people who want to get involved, um, whether it be a cabaret, a live performance, a, um, a workshop for some new writing that is either written by graduates as well or by um, more established writers who love the enthusiasm of a grad. Um, so we've we've just not stopped because people want more. And as far as we're concerned, we're happy to keep providing those opportunities for theatre graduates. Mm-hmm. Yeah, completely. Um, and then it was what f- when we got announced into the third lockdown, um, we then met the lovely Amina um and I think we kind of all clicked together because of our kind of passion and drive to create and make theatre and opportunities for people um 
and yeah, that's then how we kind of came together and, and created um, graduates at Cadogan Hall, really. Uh, so getting involved with producing such an amazing concert series, Amina, was it important to you that you gave that space and that voice to people who had just lost everything that they'd trained for over the night? Uh, I mean, so um, <laughs> that's such a simplified way of how we met, but, but we met at a, a photo <laughs> shoot, which is... Sounds so glamorous, doesn't it? Um, the Vogue. We, we were all getting our photos taken. Um, and I think Liam knew knew who I was because on Twitter and, and in the in the ether, I'd, I'd always been, um, since the start of the lockdown, looking at things for graduates because I kind of went, they're the people who've, who've lost out on something that they've been promised. And um, when this, what, yeah, third lockdown happened, I immediately went, what can I do? What can we do? What can we find? Um, and I and sent Liam a message. I was like, we should do we should do something that includes 2021 grads, because I think in my head, I was just thinking about and, and being part of this age group, like you, you, those are the people that you know. So you've seen them get promised over and over again that they're going to get that showcase. They're going to get this. They're going to get that. And it keeps getting taken away because the restrictions keep changing. Um, and they'd lost so much. And so for us, it was really important to kind of bring those two years together as this kind of graduating year into, into what the theatre industry will be. And yeah, I, I mean, a big part of my practice has always been finding ways to give people who aren't usually on stage or off stage opportunities. And it was very important. And because of the brilliant work that the GradFest does and, and the scale of the event that was in mind, I was like, cannot do this alone. That would yeah. be silly. <laughs> Well, you know, having been on site for the the couple of days that it was filmed, it was such a, a perfect and immaculately run operation in the middle of a global pandemic. Team testing, Alice. Woo! Yes, team testing. <laughs> <laughs> Alice was responsible for doing all the COVID testing and luckily being a fully trained lateral flow tester, I was on hand when Alice, of course, had to go and film your number. So... <laughs> I couldn't do both at once as much as I wanted to. I couldn't do both at once. Being an audition podcast, I have to keep it on track. What was the number one song that was sung in your audition applications then? It was, it must have been, it must have been out there from Hunchback of Notre Dame. Oh, yes. And I love Hunchback of Notre Dame, but there's a point where I never want to hear that song again. And it's now. <laughs> I was watching the film the other day and I genuinely had flashbacks. I, I can never hear that song again. <laughs> There's a the wonderful uh, musical director Inga Davis Rutter who every year goes through a, a certain drama school's mm. audition list. Oh yes, the, the, I like, love following the those. Bingo! It's one of the most fascinating reads every year because I'm like, that's in my rep. That's in my rep. Mm -hmm. That's in my rep. That's not in my rep anymore. That's in my... <laughs> looking at that though. It, I because I did. I think it came out just after we'd done. We'd finished yeah. auditions, and I was reading it and going, yeah, <laughs> yeah, huh? yeah, yeah. <laughs> We've had that. <laughs> I always like checking where my audition songs lie in that list. I think if I were to audition yeah. now, how good would I look? And what are you singing in the show, Alice? In, in the show? She is to be mine, the most popular <laughs> song in the world that no one's ever heard. Yeah, but what I liked is that you recorded first. Yeah. So you were like, right, I'm doing this. I'm getting this out of the way. Perks of being artistic director. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Of course. <laughs> so... Let's cast our minds to auditions, and I can't ask you on the show without asking the three of you, have there any been any auditions that stick yep. in your mind? <laughs> <laughs> Alice, number one, straight in there. This is going to have to go on that one. 
The floor is yours, Alice Croft. Off you go. Tell our listeners about your auditions and ones that stuck in your mind and remind everyone it's all right for things to be a mishap or go wrong, for want of a better phrase. Indulge us. Go on. Where to begin? Um, I think one of my... So my audition for Arts Ed, um, I, I can't remember which song it was. I think it was Not A Day Goes By. Um, I think that was my contemporary Ooh. choice, which isn't very contemporary. Um, <laughs> but I, they were like, oh, great, great choice. What key is it in? And I went, um, a high one. And they just looked at me <laughs> and they were like, okay. And I was like, uh-huh, yeah, great, awesome. So that was, that's a memorable moment. Of getting, getting... That's where it yeah, started. That's where it started. I also, <laughs> I also had a breakdown before my arts had audition. Um, literally me and my dad were in a hotel because I had to travel quite away. And um, I was really quiet when I woke up and my dad could sense something was wrong. And I was just like, I'm not going, I'm not doing it. I can't get into arts, nope. Oh. I was literally crying like a toddler, screaming, face in the pillow. I'm not going, I'm not going. My dad literally had to drag me out and he was like, people are gonna start stirring get a grip and I'm like I'm not going anyway I got in so that was all for nothing <laughs> and people, I've paid 25 know, pounds for this people call me a drama queen and I say I don't know where you're coming from at all um but one of my favorite auditions that I love to talk about it's a couple I'll start with um I some people had said like oh they're quite a serious audition panel and that for me is like, well, in that case, I'll crack them, which is just stupid. Um, uh, uh, so I'm always like, oh, it's my, my, my mission to make them laugh. Um, and what did they do? It was at the umbrella rooms where there's loads of stairs and it was at the top studio. So I went all the way up, sang my songs, left, ran back down because I was so excited to be in an audition. I had to run everywhere. So I was really out of breath. And then they decided, they were like, oh, can she come back up a set? So I ran back up all these stairs and they were like, let's do some legit scales. And I was just like, are you joking? And I think I literally said to them as I came through the door, I went, that was cruel. And they were like, oh, <laughs> so I was like, yep, made them, made them laugh, but I can't, the scales won't come out because I'm so out of breath. Um, but then another one that will always stay in my mind was the audition for my uh, first job I was offered. Um, I, it was a very busy time of my life. So I, stupidly, I wasn't as prepared as I should have been for this audition, just because I had so much going on, but that's life. Um, so I was singing these songs the best I could, but I kept stopping and getting it wrong and playing, the, the, the pianist was giving it his all and I was just like, ah, and the room was weird. And, and I had to stand really close to the pianist, but I wasn't allowed to face him. So I was just a bit like, I don't know what's going on. I'm just gonna sell it. Ah, and then um, it just kept going wrong. I kept apologizing, like, it's fine, it's fine. And then as I was about to leave the room, the um, director was like, oh, I saw you in Freaky Friday last week, which was the, um, my third year show, just in case no one knew, seeing as everyone seems to know, because it's all I've done. Um, thanks a lot, Down. Um, and they were like, oh, you were so good in that. And me being the, idiot I am I was like oh yeah because I knew what I was doing in that oh no <laughs> and they all just sat there like oh <laughs> okay thank you so much for coming in so a month later when I 
got the offer, I literally said to um, the person who told me, I went, is that a joke? Are you joking? Because let me tell you what went down in that room. And I relived it all. And they were like, well, it says so on the email. They want you. And I was like... Okay, I'll take it. I'll take it. Thank you very much. And goodbye. So oh, they they don't count when you get the job. No, exactly. The, the stories don't count when you actually get the job. Um, Liam, tell us what is next for the Gradfest after this series of concerts then. Um, I mean you tell me. Another lockdown. Yeah, another lockdown, and then the ideas come flooding in. I think I mean me and Alice always say this. We we get so kind of everything just kind of happens and things happen and we don't even know that they're happening. And then we look back and we're like, what? How did that happen? <laughs> we did what? And yeah, we're like, we did that, huh? Um, but I think it, again, it's just, we just want to continue to work. And I think now, especially that um, kind of as we move throughout this year, um, we will start introducing our 2021 graduates um to the program of events and things like that more um than we have done just because um obviously when they're in training it's a lot um harder for them to come out of training to do events um but thankfully we did have quite a few in graduates at Cadogan Hall which was um amazing and it was amazing to see what this year um kind of have in store and like their talent um and I, I mean, we just get excited to see what, you know, especially with the 2020 graduates and there were so many theatre announcements um, towards like the end of last week and the beginning of this week and so many graduates are now being recognised. And I think that kind of motivates um, me um, and I know it probably does with Amina and um, Alice as well, that that is why we do our jobs and that is why we do events like Cadogan because people do get recognised and, you know, the next thing someone's making their professional debut on a UK tour or a West End show. And that kind of tells us why we do the job that we do. It's all genuine. I think that's the nice thing about the concert series and grads at CAD and everything that the Gradfest has done is it's all because these people deserve and need to be seen. Mm-hmm. And then it will help. It will help as an industry introduce you to new people and new people to opportunities and those opportunities turn into jobs and turn into work and turn into careers that are successful and have longevity so all all applause to you guys for putting on these shows and just making it happen because mm-hmm. it wasn't easy and grads at Cadogan Hall is such a wonderful way to introduce lots of people to new faces and they'll be the faces that mm-hmm. they follow throughout their onstage careers and offstage careers with you three as well And that was the second of our bonus two episodes celebrating graduates at Cadogan Hall. The three streaming concerts launch on Friday the 26th of March 2021 and you can buy your tickets and book for each of the streams throughout the next week and the link is in the episode description show notes and I will post it on our social media at Don't Call Us Pod 2. But you can find the Gradfest or Amina Hamid Productions on social media where you can find all the info or head to the Cadogan Hall website which I will put in the link as well to buy your tickets from Encore. 
Thank you so much for listening. This has been a really special couple of episodes for me to make. Spent a lot of time on them and I really hope that you've enjoyed them. And if this was your first time listening to any of our episodes, then make sure you head back and start to binge our regular podcast series. Don't Call Us, We'll Call You celebrates those hilarious, embarrassing, nightmare audition moments that you don't normally get to hear from performers all over the globe. From Broadway's J.J. Neiman, Christina Bianco, to the West End's David Hunter, Heber El Sheik, to stand-ups Ori Styler, to Matthew Crosby, to Good Mythical Mornings, Emily Fleming, and loads of performers in between. Even... Drag Race's Davina DeCampo. Oh, yes. Oh, yes, indeed. It's such a fun show. Get involved. If you're listening to the show and you have an embarrassing audition story that you'd like to share anonymously, you can email it to us at don'tcalluspod at gmail.com. But please go and find the shows. Last week's episode with Matthew Crosby is a particularly funny one. And our next episode is going to be with two of the hosts of Graduates at Cadogan Hall. Courtney Bowman and Luke Bayer. And that will be out as I'm recording this over the weekend. So keep your eyes on your podcast platform. Subscribe and we will see you very soon. Buy your tickets to the show, support acting for others. And a huge thank you to the Gradfest and Amina Hamid for letting us come and record. I hope you've enjoyed meeting the graduates in our special two shows. Share them far and wide. We will see you next time for our regular show with Luke and Courtney. But for now, stay safe, wash your hands, have a good time. And remember, don't call us we'll call you. Goodbye! Thank you so much for listening to Don't Call Us, We'll Call You, the Audition Mishaps podcast. Please make sure you share this episode on your social media platforms. If you head to Spotify, you can click a link to share it to your Instagram stories. Otherwise, just tag us at Don't Call Us Pod. It's much, much appreciated. We want to get as many performers from around the globe and even just theatre and entertainment and comedy fans listening to our show. So make sure you share, like, subscribe and all that jazz. And rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. If you find us, Don't Call Us, We'll Call You pop a review on, tell people to listen. We really, really appreciate it. Thank you very much, and we'll see you soon.